It's the Fat Easy Musky Podcast. You guys just missed a nice joke that Vance just said. Uh, I'm Andy, joined by Vance in front of the Ranger. Todd Young on speakerphone. We got Steve, aka Gearman, on the uh, also on the phone, speakerphone. And uh, this podcast brought to you by Fat Easy Musky Products, FatEasyMusky.com, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Don't expect too much. We should really get on that. We say this every week. I know. Um, we're also brought to you by Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Todd, talk about it real quick. Uh, MCFishingGuides.com. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Check us out. Uh, we got myself. We got Vance. Going trips for both fishing up to Chautauqua right now. Springtime, we do some stuff down in Pennsylvania. But I've been getting a lot of calls from Pennsylvania, but I thought I, I just I, I can't run down there and do it because I'm busy here in New York, but still got openings. Fall's coming. Looking forward to it. Not soon uh, enough. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, give us a call. We'll take you out with Jensen Fish. Vance and I have been fishing pretty hard and still getting some guys, a lot of people, their first muskies, stuff like that. But we're, that's what we're trying to do. It's not been a great season for us, but we'll take it away, Adam. You're you're still averaging. You're still doing an incredible average, though, nationwide. Is on your side. Yeah, yeah no, no, it's not an like incredible it. average for us. But we're getting fish. I mean, we're we're getting fish. But you got we're we're working, we're working, and if we're trolling, we're reeling in a lot of weeds. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a ton of work, you know. Uh, the lake is really weedy this year. There's floating stuff everywhere. I mean, weeds growing in places I've never seen. Just like I've said in a couple of years past, there were no, not weeds in places where I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was fishing a half mile inshore from where I normally do in areas last season catching fish. And I said to Vance, last year I said I've never fished here in 40 years because usually I can't even get within a half a mile of this place. Well, now I'm off beyond that half mile. <laughs> it's, a, it's the total opposite. Uh, crazy weeds, lots of boats chopping them up, which that's normal, but uh, it's been a ton of work. There is a ton, millions of bait fish hanging in those weeds, and they are sucked in there like, they're just stuck in there. And uh, Like something that's stuck in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, one of my buddies texted me today when we were out fishing, he's like, man, I, I was here all week, I struggled all week. I said, yeah, I, the whole year I'm thinking my death finder's broken. He said, I just said that to my wife. No. Maybe something's wrong with my death finder. There's no bait fish out there. That's because they're in the weeds. You're drifting through the weeds today. I mean, for hours straight, millions of little minnows and perch, and they are just jammed in there. They'll probably come out eventually. <laughs> I hope they do because it's not easy catching the fish in there either. I mean, that's the only way we're really doing anything with any uh, any regularity is just ripping jerk baits. We got a couple. We got them today on swim baits, you know. But and the guys were, it's just you know the same story. I was like, you gotta, you can't baby that thing. If you start ripping that thing like you're trying to rip it out of a fish's mouth, and then pause it five seconds, let it sink, and do it again. That's the way the guys have been catching fish. And as soon as the kids start doing it, it's on. You know, uh, total reaction strikes. 
all the fish we're catching are big, healthy, fat. They're, I think that I take most of them just laying in there, gorging and feeding for like two seconds, eating a whole bunch of stuff, and then they just sit there. Uh, not seeing near, near as many as normal, but uh, it can change at any time. Like I said, we're still getting fish. I know Vance had some guys get their first fish. I had two or three guys. I had a guy that came. I don't think I did. I tell the story about that. I, I never told the story about that guy. He came, so he came to Chautauqua in 1966. He spent, he spent a week here. Did I say that story last year? Put week. I don't, I don't think th- I did. I don't think. Well, yeah, so 1966, he came, spent a whole week, fished, didn't catch one. So this was the main. Now he's 79 years old. He's a wounded, wounded veteran. Didn't get around real good. So obviously he was trolling. Well, we hooked up his first fish. We didn't get it. We hooked up the second fish. We didn't get it. We hooked up the third fish. We didn't get it. Finally hooked up the fourth fish. They came for two days, and uh, he got his musky. wasn't a big one, upper thirties. I can't even remember, but uh, really nice picture. They were very, very excited. This whole purpose of the trip they came away from New York City. So from '66, what is that? It's like 50 years later, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 50 years later, he got his musky. That's what it's all about. And, uh, that's dedication right there. <laughs> That's a, yeah, no, he hadn't been back since, but that was on his bucket list. And his nephew, his, uh, his uncle, so his nephew is the guy that, 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 that brought him out here on the trip. And now those, we had some action, obviously. We, we trolled. Those those other fish that were lost, were they lost way out back, or, or were they right at the yeah, boat? Trolled. Yeah, no, they, they were trolled. Nothing right at the boat. We lost some ice at the boat the other day. Uh Fish did a big jump, and then the plug came out, and he had one hook in the back of his head. Uh, but that was a pretty nice fish. That was a couple of days ago. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, so we're, I mean, we're, we're still getting action. It, it's still... It's not as easy as it was the last two years. Oh, hell no. Not even close. <laughs> it's brutal. Not even close. Not even close. Vance, you got anything to add? Yeah, I, I agree with Todd. I mean, it's 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 a brutal year. We're still getting opportunities every day. Uh, we're taking people out. It's just whoever's fishing the hardest is is getting the fish to come up. You know, uh, it's kind of tough to do when you got beginners out there too. You know, once they get in the rhythm of everything, using those jerk baits and swim baits and stuff. Uh, you know, by that time, it's it's halfway through the through the day, and they're finally you know learning. You know the approach uh, that's that's triggering the fish to bite, and you know it's 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 a struggle. That day, that day, uh, and Vance and I have not been fishing. I you you haven't been fishing hardly at all, have you, Dan? No. Like casting with the guys, I haven't. No, no. I had a single guy out, you know, where I did some casting. Uh, you just did just one guy, and you know, when there's just one person, and he was like, Go ahead, fish. I still, you know, the, the goal is not for me to catch, catch a bunch of fish. Uh, so I, I haven't been fishing much, I, I really haven't been fishing at all. My shoulder's killing me. I'm beat, I'm beat up. Yeah, we fish when we, when we troll on that, that, that full moon. Whatever it was, it was a couple couple days ago. I'm sure the musky industry mm-hmm. all knew when the moon was coming up. I don't necessarily pay attention to that much, but 
it was it was a struggle uh, to get a bite that day, and you know I I was we, we it, it, I had a half day, two little kids, grandfather. Um, you know they they wanted to see both sides, so we casted for a couple hours. After about like three birds nest, I said, "Okay, let's troll," um, and then put some lines out, and you know it was crazy. I, I when 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 we're trolling, we're we're I'm 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 up the entire time. I just can't I can't keep the rods clean. That's how, how you know, and, and and it's tough to do a six six rod spread by yourself. If just, there's that many weeds, screw it. Just non- one four. Yeah, but. Mm. It, it, it's hard keeping four yeah. down rods. I mean, I've been I've been Xing the project X a little bit here recently because there are so many weeds. I'm just stuffing it right down into the water. Yeah. And uh, that, that, I'm, I'm I'm using when I can, but I trolled today for a few hours and we just did four. I didn't even test. I I can't. I I just sort of. There's so many on your pole, it's like you're going to snap your rod. And you, you can't just let them go. You have to get them off there eventually. Oh, it's insane. I'd set I'd set four rods out, and uh, I was cleaning them and whatnot. And I was getting ready to, you know, I was I was contemplating on putting two more out on the boards and picked up a weed, went to clean it, and the rod just started taking off like crazy. Just completely buckled over just I had the rod in my hand I was ready to you know ready to pick it up out of the holder and clean it I was like there it is there's a fish here who's taking it three of them I hand it off uh they start reeling and you know long story short the fish came up to the boat got slack line in it and spit the hook it was a giant uh you know biggest fish I saw all year it was definitely in the 50 range uh lost it right 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 at the boat uh it was devastating you probably just shrugged it off and kept going right Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) but uh you know i was just like oh it got off i hit my knees like on on my on my uh side casting platform i was like oh it got off it's gone forever it's gone they were like, oh, they were like, what? We'll get it. We'll get another one. I was like, oh, yeah, you don't understand. I did to like keep my composure. I was like, oh, and, 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 I'm, tra- I'm, and then like throughout, you know, like an hour later, I'm just like, oh, and they're like, what? I'm like, oh, nothing. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine these clients sitting there an hour later? Advances gently weeping in the front of the boat. <laughs> in the back, in the back of the boat, it's a tiller. They're all staring at me. <laughs> They're all staring because they look back at you. He has a tear. It's like a tear tattoo coming down the corner of his eye. Oh god, because he killed someone in prison. <laughs> Another fifty lost. But you know, so big one, big one came out and bid on that on that full moon. You know. Which is yeah, I mean, but we've had big ones hit when it's completely opposite of that too. So, oh yeah, but that was a. Are the, you discrediting the moon? I I, uh, I don't know. 
I don't know. Are you still worked up over that fish? Mm. Moon's fault. It'll be all here. Yeah. Oh, I, and I got I got one more. I got one little more little fish story I forgot about. Was anybody looked last winter on, on the Facebook page? I caught this snub nose fish. Looks like Kermit the Frog's face. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole top of his face is missing. It's crazy looking fish. Got the big black spot right on his gill plate, uh, foot fan. Very, very recognizable. Well, well, I mean, I only caught him once. We, 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 we caught him last year in the fall. As soon as I caught him, I put that picture up. And then I posted another picture of my friend Ed that sent me the picture. He's, he's like, check this out. I caught that. So he caught that fish in June. And then I caught it in October. I'm trolling with these two older guys the other day. We were about four miles from there. Three. Probably three or four miles. When you say that, so far. Yeah. At least. I mean, it, it's a long way. And we get a hit on the dog bone. I put the, I, I said to these guys, they'd caught one fish, I think, earlier. I said, well, I'm going to let you guys, we're going to run the dog bone. I'm just going to let it out for a couple minutes here. We'll see how long this takes. So I put the dog bone in the water, down rod, tip it down, reach over, grab, grab the planer board rod, reel it in however long it took me to reel it in to reach up to the planer board. 30 seconds, and I'm unhooking the planer board, and the dog bone takes off. And both these guys are like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and uh, so now now they're, they're fighting the fish. They reel it in. I net it, and I look down, and it's 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 nose. <laughs> it's got the same fin missing. And I'm like, oh, you guys are going to crack up when you see this fish. And they're like, you got to be kidding me. You, you know these fish. I said, well, I know this one. Wait till you see this thing. <laughs> I could see the black spot. It was the same fish, 100% guaranteed. And uh, here I reached out and get the fish out of the net, and I hand it, I bring it up on board, and they're laughing like crazy. It's just ridiculous looking. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then the guy went to take the picture. I would have liked to have had a picture. I do usually only do pictures. That was a 30, it was 39 and a half. I measured them because I never measured them last time. But, uh, yeah, we took the guy, we thought the guy took the picture and then we released it and then, it, you know, he didn't know how to use his phone. I think he took a picture of his nose. You know, he had to turn around backwards. <laughs> oh, jeez. So now his other buddies are like shagging him. Jeez, oh, man. He said, just that car sent you that picture from last fall. It's the same damn picture. You know? <laughs> <laughs> These guys are like the odd couple. But oh, I would Lord. actually like to have another picture of that fish. I mean, Three times. He's still going strong. He's still out there. He's moving a little bit. But uh, Did he hit the dog bone last year? No. He was, so he's been caught on a perch bait. He's been, he's been caught on a baker shad goldie. And now he hit a fat body. Wiley. Love it. So he's changing colors. <laughs> and lure types. But we still got lots of them to offer him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's still lots of baits out there. We're running. <laughs> we'll keep catching it. <laughs> no. Yeah. So it's a crazy looking fish. That's the uh, fishing update. Yeah. We're also brought to you by Saint Croix Rods. Thank you, Saint Croix, being a big supporter of the show, and uh, best on earth. Check them out. You guys heard it before. And Gear Man, you want to hit your plugs? Oh, yeah, my buddy uh, SH Fishing Sticks. He does custom rods on uh, St. Croix Blanks. So if you're looking for a custom, it's a got to go. Love it. Perfect. That's all I got. That's all you got? <laughs> I 
That's what we That's what we That's your plug. That's it. That's all you're allowed. That's all you're allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I allotted one. Two, two plugs, it costs money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gear, man, you, you, you've, been, uh, you've been fishing. Or at least we know of. I know of one trip. Yeah. One trip, yeah. One trip, and that's about it. Because I leveraged a lot for that one trip. Now explain this leveraging, because two-thirds of this podcast don't understand the leveraging. <laughs> oh, man. It, well, and Andy, you'd understand this, obviously. With young children, to get a day out uh, is rather challenging, because there's all these schedules and running around and work and everything else. So to get one day stuff, but to do an overnighter, I mean, that's some serious negotiating. So... <laughs> Last fall, and I, I told this story on the podcast, when I went to Michigan for my 40th birthday trip, I spent a day on St. Clair and then over uh, fly fishing for some king salmon. Well, while on St. Clair with that guide, really nice guy, um, you know, he kind of made an offer saying, hey, October's a tough month in variable weather. You guys come back in July. I'll give you a break on the price. Come for two days. We'll get into fish. July's prime time, you know. So I'm thinking, how, how do you kind of pass that up? So when the offer's made in October, you have to strategize a plan for months on how to work in a July trip with an overnight. Okay. <laughs> so my buddy who was with me, he you know, he had no problem going. So, you know, I, I kind of uh, worked out the plan, approached my wife with it, and wanted to get the negotiating phase of, well, I'm going to be with the kids for two nights. Tonight, I need a night here and this night, and then I'm having a Tupperware party at the house, and it, it was a whole thing. It was a whole, <laughs> the chips on the table back and forth to get this trip. Now, let me ask you this. Because yeah. you want this trip so bad, do you stand firm, or you just keep giving in to get your way? Oh, um, hmm. as with all negotiating, <laughs> um, you give in... <laughs> Given so much that you can afford, per se, uh, if it starts getting, if the stakes get too high, then you just have to scrap the trip because it's just not, you know, it's, some things aren't worth. It. Yeah. Now, did I you need a new car? <clears throat> yeah, right. Need a yeah. car for the kid. Okay. Oh well, then we're God. Yeah. Did, did Did you originally ask for two nights, and then you storm away mad and give it a couple days cool down, but it was all a ploy, and you're like, listen, I'll give up one night, so I'll That's only about be exactly how it went. I'm yeah. getting a vasectomy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Andy, you know. Andy, Andy, yeah. we speak that language. You, you, know you, guys, you guys are starting here high enough. I used to say, I'm going to Canada for two weeks. <clears throat> oh, is that, well, that one? And then, and then I backed it down. I'm like, okay, I'll just go for a week. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now, I'll, I'll give you the scenario of my situation. If I said I'm going to Canada for two weeks, my wife would say, okay, should leave the room. We should come back. With all the rods broken in two, and go, which lot are you taking with you? Oh my. <laughs> You'd be like yeah. the one at my other family's house. Oh my god! <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. So if you start too high, then you you just screwed yourself. I mean, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> because then you're like, well, I guess I got to buy new fishing rods. You really showed me. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a really expensive trip. Now I got to pay all new rods. College <laughs> funds. College. So, yeah, so um, after the negotiations were complete, then I got the trip. And, and like you said, Andy, we're, like, we were going to drive the day before, stay overnight, be fresh, 
It came down to a one one nighter. So essentially, we left at like three in the morning, drove five hours to St. Clair, uh, met with the guide, fished that day. Okay. Now, I'm going to say something about St. Clair. I'm convinced St. Clair is just not a great fishery. I'm not just convinced. But what you hear about is like that one day they had six years ago of like a 20 follow or 18 fish day or like the several 50s they caught in one day. And you hear those same stories. Because I was at this lake five times, five full days on three separate trips, and I only caught two fish, and the guy I was with, because they fished the whole time with you, only caught one, and the guy I was with the one time my uncle and the other time my buddy, they never caught a fish. So I'm thinking, what's the, either I have the worst luck on earth, or Lake St. Clair is just oversold. I, I don't, I'm not sure which one yet. <laughs> because we go there. So we show up, and the guy's like, you know, this is what we're going to do. And, and this guy, again, this guy's a really nice guy. Um, I was texting him back and forth kind of early, showing him different things. He said, hey, I'm going to bring my A-Rig. I showed him a picture. He said, no, no, keep that thing at home. He said, the only thing you need is a Medusa and a buck tick. Vomit. Said, oh, God. Vomit. Sorry. I just puked. Can I interrupt? If somebody was going to bring a giant Alabama rig on my boat, I'd probably be like, oh, Jesus. You know? But would you tell them to leave it at home? That, a giant cooler, yeah. like for five hours, and an Alabama ring that takes up the whole front casting deck. Yeah. Here's my A rig. It's your five sloppy swimmers on this. <laughs> now, which one did you take? You had the three, four, and the five. Which one did you take? Thing is he wants to get people a fish of a lifetime. 
Okay, so you're like, you're coming to St. Clair, I'm going to try to get you like a 55 inch. That's the It's nice, yeah. Well, so to me, I told him, I said, listen, I feel like I have my fish of a life. I mean, I really caught a nice fish out there the one time I was there. I said, granted, it wasn't 55 inches, but help you. Know, 55, even on St. Clair, rare. And I said, my buddy has never caught a fish. So I'm kind of in the mindset, let's just give my buddy a fish first, and if we get that, then we go trophy hunt, all right? But it's again, his mind says, no, no, let's go. We, we went all the way out to Canada. Uh, the wind was pretty heavy, so we were about three three footers most of the day. So you're, you're trying to balance casting again. My buddy and the guide just were throwing the deuces. And I, I started with the A-rig, and after an hour of that, I put on the, the senior swimmer. And then, you know, so I just kind of rotated. I had about 20 baits in the back of the boat. I just said, I'm going to take the back of the boat, and I'm all laying out, and I'm switching out. And so that during the whole time, my buddy gets a follow from a nice fish. The guy got a follow from a nice fish, and then I finally got a follow. But that was it. That was it for like the first six hours. Okay. So it got to the point the waves are reaching that four foot status, and he said, "Okay, let, let's go in. There's really not much action out here. We're going to go in uh, the American side, a little more protected from the wind, a little calmer." So we get in. He's like, all right, guys, it's a bucktail bike. Put on your bucktails, burn your bucktails. And he's like, you know, I beat bucktails. I'm, I'm putting the A-Rick back on. <laughs> stand your ground. <laughs> yeah, I'm standing my ground. So I throw the, I throw the A-Rick. Second cast with the A-Rick. I thought I got in a clump of weeds. So I kind of yank it, and I'm pulling. Now, the A-Rick has so much resistance. I had no idea how to fish on The fish hit the dang bank. And, and it tired it. itself out trying to pull. Oh. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I could just see him like, I don't even know the guy, <clears throat> face beat red down there, clipping hooks, well, getting lightheaded, coming up, swearing under his breath, yeah. <laughs> taking a deep breath, going back in. 
I love it. I'm going back in. Give me some more clips, snippers. <laughs> Give me some more nippers. It's a couple chance. Yeah, he's like a surgical for instruments. <laughs> but again, he was he was okay about it because he thought he saw some humor in it. But when my punishment was that fish was gone, he said, "Okay, you're getting the rest of that out of the net. And if we hook another fish, you better have it out of there, kind of deal." You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it took me yeah. another twenty minutes. Get this goofy rig out of the net. Uh, oh my goodness! Uh, that was. I mean, I, I actually did throw it a little later on, but uh, you know, his rule was again: unless you get two on that thing or a fifty-incher, it's not going. Your hand landed that day. <laughs> so I put the A rig to the side, and I was just fishing other things. Well, the guy ended up catching one on a bucktail. Again, the first time in all the times I've ever fished with a guy that I've seen a guy catch a fish, and I, you know. We, I always ask the guy to fish, and I want him to fish hard. Because for me, that's kind of like a gauge, like a learning uh, tool for me. To, you know, see what he's doing. Is he getting, like, a lot more action than I am? Is there something, you know? So, and I feel like it's like a learning experience kind of deal. So, so he gets on a bucktail, and tired. I put on a bucktail, begrudgingly. But that was kind of it for the day. Those two fish is all we saw. You know, maybe a couple follows, and that was it. So... You didn't have to trolling? You didn't do any trolling? No. You know, I'm so anti-trolling. I just, like, I'm not going to get a casting. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. Well, when I get to day two, yeah, I'll tell you about day two. But it's okay. So we did the five-hour drive, fished from, like, 9 a.m. till dark. We get off the water, and I said, okay, we got to leave tomorrow because I have to be home by 2, so you mind if we start like, 530 you got to be home we at 2? We left at 2. Oh, okay. I had to be home by 8. Okay. Okay. So we, we were going to fish, you know, kind of do our 8 or 9 hour day, but really first light to 2 o'clock. Well, the wind was howling, and again, my buddy John, he just wanted to fish. Uh, you know, he's kind of musky fish, not 100% serious about it, but he's always intrigued to get one. So this was kind of a shortcut to try to catch a fish, you know what I mean, as opposed to really putting in a time. He, Thought we'd go with the guide to the supposed greatest fishery on earth. Well, so we get up to day two, and the guy's like, hey, we're just not going to the Ontario side. The wind's way too heavy. We're going to stay on the American side where we caught the fish yesterday, and we'll fish from there. And we're grinding at it. I mean, I'm, I'm throwing everything again. You know, we, we don't see nothing. I mean, there's no follows. There's no – I mean, I finally got a follow on uh, Pounder because, again, I'm throwing everything I got. Uh, but that was it. There was no, I think my buddy got a follow on Deuce too, but the, the guy didn't see anything all day. And yeah, I mean, it was just like, what is, what is going on? What is this place? <laughs> so like, we got an hour left. We're hot. We're tired. <laughs> and so I said to my buddy, I said, you just want to try to troll this out for the last hour? Well, the guy hates trolling too. And he didn't, it wasn't set up for us. And then a little redneck style. We'll hold the bang rods. Just drive around for an hour. If any, if any one of our rods go off, I'm going to have my buddy reeled in. All right? So, some, I don't know, through the goofy dialogue, we come up with, well, let's put three bucktails on the A-rig and troll that. Oh, jeez. Right. How <laughs> did he get convinced of that? I don't know. I don't know what happened. So, you know, we're delirious. We're in the sun all day. It's enough. <laughs> That's when odd ideas are spawned, I guess. <laughs> So we're pulling around, and I'm kind of, I physically can't hold on to this thing. You know, my rod's in half. I almost have to point the rod tip at it 
putting like stress on the gears just to, to troll it. So we trolled for like 10 minutes and we gave up on that. <laughs> we cast it out the last 30 minutes and that was it. I that's, guess you gave it the life. old college try. 10 minutes, that's well, not bad. And <laughs> <laughs> my buddy's falling asleep and I figured this ain't working. He's going to fall asleep, fall in. You know, this is just going to be a disaster. And the guy, he didn't really want to do it. I get that. I mean, he wasn't set up for it. Here we are, you know, hanging off the back of his boat trying to hang on to a rod with three butt tails rolling on. You spent more time taking the A-rig out of the net than you did trolling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Again, I, I just don't like trolling. I just did this for my yeah. buddy thinking, is there a, maybe we'll gut hook one. I don't know, you know. Maybe we'll gut hook one. Yeah, so it was, those guys are catching, you know, all the guys up there, they're catching some giant fish casting, obviously. But yeah. you, you, you can... I know the guys that are doing the serious trolling up there. Some of the guys also the troll. Mm-hmm. It, 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 there's, 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 there's absolutely no comparison. I mean, Dale, Andy just talked to Dale. I did too. Dale went up for three days. He was a little. He's like, yeah, we did all right. So they fished three days. They got twenty-seven fish. One was a fifty-one and a half. But Dale lost the biggest fish he ever got. He got a forty-nine, a forty-eight. But those guys, they're serious into the trolling. Uh, that's a trolling lake. I mean, that's the way you cover water in that big water. I mean, to put the numbers up. Some of these guys from around here are catching hundreds, over a hundred fish a week. And there's one for a week. And, but it's happening. I mean, way over a hundred. I'm not going to throw the, the, the real numbers out. But that's what they can get when they're trolling. You know, triple. See, maybe I'm not fishing Lake St. Clair. This is the one by Detroit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, well, but you know, you go with these casting guys. They say, "Oh no, no, we had 17 fish days." You know, it, last time I went, I went with another guy. Okay, out of the two days, we, I caught one fish out of all of us. Okay, again, it was a monster, so it kind of uh, you know alleviates the pain. Yes, and they are getting some very big ones throwing that stuff, but they're getting very big ones trolling. The thing, the thing is, oh. if you're cast, casting out there, the weather can just beat you. Oh, it is so hard to catch those fish in those big waves when you're casting. Yeah. You know, but it's just that some of those guys, that, that's just what you're going to do, which is fine. But, and that's great. I'm a caster, too. You know, my guys, huh. they caught their fish casting. We went trolling a little bit. I could tell they really weren't into doing that, but they needed a break. But it happens all the time. A lot of people are way more excited. I have people who have caught 35 fish with me over the years, and, and uh, trolling and like one fish casting and that's the one they talk about do you remember that fish that hit oh my gosh i saw that thing right yeah right blah, 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 blah. you know and it was a 38 inch or meanwhile the same guy's got a 48 nine. <laughs> he's got all these big fish but you just pick up the rod so you know there's a difference there's a difference there but those numbers those big boats that are out there trolling those guys are getting you know hundreds and hundreds of fish every year yeah uh, but well, you know, it don't matter do. what you want to do. I should test my luck out. I should book a trip with one of these trolling guys. And if I go up there and we catch nothing, then I know it's me. It's physically me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but like I said, so the first, the first thing player can be very tough. I've been there many times. And there's been, you know, it's so weather. So, so much of it is just the weather and what the water's like. And, you know, when you're not fishing there all the time, you got your spots, but... You know, obviously we don't guide there. I've spent many days there, but you know, you can get you can get lost, and and the trolling can get. I can't even fathom going out there and casting the way they do. Oh, well, trolling, 
out in the middle of the lake and just talking about it. So, okay, let's throw some baits here. Because when I'm trolling, it's like, oh, should I turn right? Should I turn left? Should I go deeper? And if, you want, if you're in 15 feet and you want to go 16 feet, it takes you like 20 minutes to get there. It's like, okay, yeah. now, we're, now we're in 16. <laughs> <laughs> well, it can get very, when you're not on the fish, it can get very, uh, very, it can really work on you. <laughs> I've been well, there, and that's, that's so. When we started the first day, it was we physically went in the middle of the lake. Like you could barely see shore in any direction. Okay. Yeah. Yep. There, there's no bottom contours. Everything's like mm-hmm. 18 feet. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, what, what are we looking for? <laughs> you know, like there's no, crazy. there's no weeds. There's no bait fish. There's no other here. You just cast. And we cast. We did. <laughs> and you drift like a half a mile. And he says, okay, let's turn around and do another drift. To where? Like, where do you start? Yeah, so yeah. you're aiming for the water. You got to hit the yeah. water with your casts. <laughs> That's pretty much it. There was no like, yeah. Here's a, here's a weed line. There's no nothing. Just have at it. And I, I give those guys credit because they are doing it and they're catching fish. I can't. I've trolled right around them. I've been out there trolling. We throw a circle around. I'm like, what? What? They're casting. I get a mark right where they're casting on my depth finder that I marked last year. It's like, yeah, I caught a couple fish there. To sit there and cast for them, it's just, it, it, it's mind-blowing me. It's a totally different, it, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it, it, it's crazy. Well, and, and you're not just casting. You're casting, like, pounders or two-pounders or, you know. Yeah, I was casting that senior swimmer on half the day with the egg rig with probably the other half. Were you throwing yeah, the super senior, that orca? What's that? What, 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 was it the super senior that you're using, the big one? Yeah. Okay, yeah, the big one. I was like, yeah. the senior isn't all that bad. No, no, the super, the, the, well, I got two off you guys, but yeah, the one, one of those I was, because I was determined to get one on it. You go big, you know. Yep. And the funny thing is, after throwing the A-rig, the super duper senior feels like, you know, you can handle that. Cast up for days after that A-rig. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, again, that's what we did. You just go out in the middle of nowhere. Make trips, yep. and then and then we kind of went into the American side where there's weeds. You, you feel a little more comfortable with weeds and stuff, but still there wasn't much action. It, it, you know, we, it, here's the other crazy thing that I that I see when I go up there is those guys are all casting, you know, pounders, giant medusas. That's the way they're catching the fish, and they're saying, you know, this is where we catch, this is how we catch the big ones. That's what they're using. God bless them. That's great. I know it's working. They are catching fish. But at the same time, you have this whole crew from out here, Ohio, Pennsylvania, that are going out there catching 100 fish a week sometimes uh, with six over 50. And in and, and June, July, they're not even taking any bait over like five inches. They're catching them on the small fat body wilies mm-hmm. that are like four inches long, tough shads that are like little dinky lures. That is what those fish are hitting while you're trolling. You don't even take like eight inch wilies and stuff in the early season. That's how these guys are having hundred fish days. And then you've got the guys casting that are catching these big fish, plus a lot of other fish. And they're throwing these monster lures. Yeah. I think it's what people are wanting to use. I mean, I, well, this, there's no correlation there. How can there be a correlation if the trollers are all catching them on boss shads, tough shads, bakers, five and a half inch skinny little wilies. That's what they're all using. And everybody else is casting these gigantic lures. It, it makes no sense if you try to figure it out. <laughs> well, because they're both catching big fish. 
But now here's the thing. This leads me to, and I text Andy this. I said, you know, after this trip, I, I think I'm going to have to reevaluate my musty fishing philosophy. <laughs> because according to this guy, you cast a Medusa or a Buckton. Don't even waste time with anything else. And the reason being, these feeding windows open and close so fast that if you're screwing around with some dumb bait, you're going to miss it. So you just use what you know works, and you cast till you hit a feeding window, try to catch one or two fish, and you cast another three hours to get another window. So here I am trying, and I come from a bass philosophy. Like, if they're not feeding now, it's not to say you can't catch them. You just got to change your approach, whether I'm dragging the bottom or something. There's a, there's a way to get these fish to bite. But I'm starting to realize maybe that's just, maybe that philosophy doesn't transfer into musky fishing. And, I, and Todd, you said it uh, a couple weeks ago when you said how the bite was tough, so what you have the guys do is just grind it out with the, the jerk baits. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe I should just scale down to like two or three lures I like to throw, throw them all day, wait for this window, and not try to change techniques to figure out what the fish want. Because it must be almost impossible to pattern anyway. Yeah. So you don't know if you caught that fish in a negative mood with a new technique or that was a feeding one. So I guess my question to you guys is when you get clients, what philosophy do you follow? Do you just say, I know this bait will work at some time today. Just keep at it. And when the bite turns on, you'll catch one. Or, you know, if you're fishing on your own, do you do the, well, you know, hey, let's change from jerk baits to... Uh, swimmers, or let's, let's change techniques here because we're not getting any action. You know, because I'm thinking maybe I'm wasting my time with these 10 rod rigs set up with 10 different lures and changing every five minutes to see what triggers the action. Just, I should have one rod, one lure, and that's it. Well, you know, that's the way we fish. Yeah, that's you the know, only I don't, I don't. I mean, the, the, the fi- I mean, most of these fish that we catch, in all of musky fish, I, I, most of these fish are not feeding fish. Most of these fish are reaction strike fish. I'm truly convinced of that. You know, anytime you have a fish that's, if you see the fish before it has the bait in its mouth, and you do something to get it to strike, that's it's not a true feeding fish because if it was feeding, it would have had it. Mm-hmm. How many of these fish? These guys that are catching only figure eight. That's not a feed feeding fish. They're, they're, it would have eaten it if it wanted to eat it. Now you're just trying to trigger a strike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're using those, and it's the same thing that the bulldogs and the medusas and all those big rubbers and, and the, the, the big jerk baits, you know, that big rip. Pause. Rip. If you're catching that fish's eye on that pause, and then you do the rip, and it's triggering the bite. bite. And the biggest thing that I always, the, the thing that I use with my clients is I like, think of it as my, my for instance, is we have a cat at home who weighs like 20 three pounds. It can hardly even move. But my daughter, if you throw a feather on a little string and you flip it out in front of her, the cat turns and looks at it. If you wiggle the feather in front of it, the cat cannot, it can't help itself but put its paw out and like grabbing that feather. <laughs> so now when you're throwing that jerk bait, if you see the fish coming, your jerk bait, rubber bait, whatever, bam, you give it a little snap. You're trying to get that fish to open its mouth and make that reaction, that that is not sufficient. That is getting those. Now, obviously, you get those ones that you're throwing, your whatever bait you're throwing, and bam, you know they smack it. Or, or uh, but I mean, you know, trying to get them to trigger the bite. Those aren't they aren't on the feed, or they would eat it. They can eat whatever they want. 
Now you're just trying to get instinct to take over, get them to take a snap at it. A lot of them are little short strikes, boom, you know, nipping at the tail, you know. That's why I like a regular raptor more than the one with the tail on it, because you can go snap, snap, and you can get it to bite them. Oh, I sucker for the tail, you son of a gun, you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or you bite the tail of a regular raptor, oh, you've been a little trouble, I got a chance, you know. Uh, but that, I mean, that, you know, that, that's just it. I mean, you know, it's like you're saying, it's the, uh, you know, the same. <laughs> You can get them to snap the lure. That's what you're trying to do. And I think that's almost all the fish that we're catching are just reaction strikes. It, it takes them no effort or nothing to eat out of any place. They can eat whatever they want, whenever they want. You know, that's that, that's why we most of the guys that I know, that, you know, we're, we're trolling fast. Mm-hmm. These guys in St. Clair are cranking up the speed. So, it, it, you know, that bait's buzzing by them. Buzzing by at four to point five or five miles an hour—that's nothing to a muskie. But it, it does, you know. I think sometimes it does trigger them to take the snap at it when they're not really feeding. Uh, we don't. I don't. I, I don't change up a lot. You just. You, 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 you know. You stick to the. Stick to the grind, man. It, it, I. You know. It, it, it's more. It's so much more the presentation and what you're doing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what. Huh? You guys look say, on Lusty going. Flea Market because I'm just listing everything. And I'm going to keep like, three lures I like. <laughs> and that's it. I'm, I'm not going to like, you know, no more A-rigs, no more goofy things. I'm just going to pick the ones I like to fish. And that's it. <laughs> you, you should see, like, I'll go fish and I'll have uh, six or seven rods all rigged up. And I'm changing every ten minutes. I mean, again, it's the batch mentality. And that kind of keeps me engaged as well. But I look at it as, okay, there's some presentation I'm going to, trigger something out of these fish that the last presentation hasn't. But, I, I, you know, again, I, I might just change my philosophy and make it more an endurance type of game. Or just, I'm going to cast one thing all day, period. This is it. This is what they're getting today. I'm going to force feed it to them somehow. <laughs> yep. I don't, I, I don't think they're, if you, if you, I, you know, when you run into those feeding fish, I don't think that they are... A big muskie, whether it's 55 inches or 45 inches, is laying there. If they're in the feed mode and you pull that bait past them, I, I just don't think they decipher and say, eh, I'm not going after that. That's just a little four inch minnow. I ate a bulldog yesterday. Yeah, I just don't think they do that. I mean, this goes back to the days when we used to keep them all the time. You know, I don't, I mean, that's what we used to do. We used to keep them. That was a big thing. After you caught a muskie, you kept it. And that was the big thing was to get out there and play it or do whatever to it to see what was in its belly. And it, I mean, it, it happened all the time. There'd be an eight inch perch, three minnows that were like two inches long, <laughs> and, and, a, and a four inch bluegill. And then it grabbed our bait. You know, that fish was not, that fish went on the feed. If a turtle swam by, he would have probably ate it. <laughs> if a you know you know I I don't think they're sitting there saying well I'm not going to eat that it's too small I'll wait for something bigger I just I, I don't feel the fish do that now the big bait presentation I can see the point where it might be more attractive putting off more vibration you know putting off more more easily uh, noticed wake, wake under the water you know more flash to the bait so m- maybe it's a little more visible to them. How many of these big muskies in state records have been caught on worms, nightcrawler harnesses? I mean, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. 
drag a crawler harness or a bass jig by a muskie when he's feeding, I think he's going to grab it. But that feeding window is so small with these fish. You know, you're, you're, we're dealing with so many more fish, you're just trying to get them. Maybe they're getting ready to feed or coming off their feed, but there's a time where they're a little bit active, but they're not really trying to eat. You know, Vance has caught some, some of the fattest fish I've ever seen in this lake in June, and we've caught some big fat ones in our boat in June over the many years we've fished here. But, you know, that fish obviously didn't need to eat anymore. No. It started swooping at them, and they're, they're coming out their mouth. But, you know, it was coming off its feed. It grabbed the bait as you put it in front of them. Mm-hmm. Or you teased them into fighting that jerk bait or spinner bait, whatever you're doing with a snap of the rod, you know. There's just that, you know, I'm totally convinced of that. There's just that I think very few of the fish that we catch are actually feeding. I really feel that way. Yeah. Most uh, of them are reaction strikes. Yeah, I used to be like Steve. I, I Because I was, you know, I, I cut my teeth musky fishing by fishing in a bass boat with a bass guy. And he would have his rigs, you know, all his combos right there. He has one bait on each, you know, it's all. And I... You know, there's musky guys that do that too, and that's fine. I used to have at least three casting rods set up, and each one was dedicated for its own purpose. And the day I start stepping on rods and stuff like that, and, you know, I kind of stopped fishing, or, you know, I didn't completely stop, with, with my buddy, Eric, the bass guy, the more I'm like, why, why do I have all this stuff? Mm-hmm. My boat isn't big enough. Mm-hmm. I'm stepping on it. A net gets caught in the one bait that's hooked onto the rod and reel. And oh, next yeah. thing you know, I'm picking that up. And I just said, why? And I'm like, oh, because I got to have this leader with this with this glider. I got to have a tube set up because I read an article that you got to have a tube to throw back to a follow. And, 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 you know, I have all this stuff. Yeah. And finally, I'm just like, well, let me, uh, let me try working this bait with this other kind of leader. Wouldn't you know it? The bait works just the same. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Then, you know, and I already talked about my little floating leader thing that I did with the wire. Put that little bobber oh on it. Oh my gosh, yeah. And and yeah. it yeah, and I I don't know if it worked or not, but I could see that glider coming in because it's like following this little bobber that might have you know, but then weren't you painting those? Did you like paint them or something? I wasn't painting I could have, oh, yeah. but I didn't. But you know, more or less it's it's one of these things that's when you're not catching a lot of fish, you kind of start going back to when was the last time I caught a fish? What was I doing? Oh, maybe it was because of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, this is completely off topic, but it's kind of along the along the lines of I, when I was in college, I had this one professor who, who explained, and this I could get a lot of crap for this, but his explanation for rain dances or dances before hunts with, with the Native Americans was. They might have hit a dry spell and like, well, what'd you do before that? Oh, well, before we went on that last successful hunt, we did this. And then as the years went on, they just built that into a huge, huge they probably just tradition. Hammered. They hammered partying. They, they might have. And then people were just looked into it like it was this big, like, seance or something. But, but well, I guess what my roundabout <laughs> way is of saying is that it's real easy to go back to the last time you were successful. And if you've had a string of unsuccessful events to say... What was the difference? Oh, I used this with this on this combo, mm-hmm. and that might have been the difference. Even though the, you know, uh, climate and weather and everything was all very similar, water mm-hmm. conditions, and 
when I went down to one rod, it was almost like, you know, Vance, you've seen it. I think, Todd, you've seen it. I'll pull out, what, four, five baits, set them in this little corner mm-hmm. by my console, mm-hmm. and if I do change, it's going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I, I stopped searching for a color. I stopped searching for this. I'm like, well, I want a, I want a rubber bait out. I want a glider out. I want a soft tail, yeah. and I want a raptor. Yeah. And these are the ones I'm going to fish today. And it's yeah. no other reason than I want to see that bait come in. That's all. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, the uh, the, the, the this cast. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's... That's the way I look at I've it. Always, I mean, I've always fished like that. I've never... I don't, I'm not big on change and stuff. Yeah, I talked, I think, what you was know? it, last week or the week before about Nitro? He, he changed baits every... I mean, it wasn't every other cast, but... Yeah. He, he, he had some baits on two or three times during the... The same bait. Yeah, and I'm I'm constantly telling like, should we change? Like, no, get that back out there. Just keep going. This will add. This will add up up to like fifty more yeah. casts at the end of the day. By the end of the day, you'll total this many more by messing around, looking, and and whatnot. And people look at me like I'm crazy when I say that mm-hmm. about about color, but it it's not efficient. It's worked. It, 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 <laughs> It is it's about looking at where the bait is in the water column. You know, I can tell whether I need to change someone's bait. If they're using a raptor and it's just not getting down, then I give them the swim bait. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, and it could be any of the other baits. It just happens to be, you know, we're using our own baits. I've done it with all these other baits. But, you know, it, I think if you talk to but I don't think you're ever going to go with a guy that's going to fish with you for 10 minutes and say, okay, we need to change baits. We need to change this. We need to change that. I think that's mostly coming from people that are new, newer to the sport. I think most of the guys you go with or most of the accomplished musky guys that I know, you know, okay, we're trolling St. Clair and I got a five and a half inch wiley on. They'll, why, why, why are you going to change that? They've been catching fish there for like 30 years now. Uh, you know, and, and, and you know, it, it, it doesn't, the chick now, when you're really in, a lot of guys like to change color. Color's a big thing up there in St. Clair. You know, all of a sudden, there's going to be a bluebird sky, and you hear people talking about everyone's getting on blue. Or, you know, they're getting them yellow bellies in the dark days, white bellies. You know, they do play with the colors. But they also go insane there when, you know, you, you hear people saying, I've talked to Dale about it many times. It's like, oh, my gosh, you sent me all these perch baits, and they have orange eyes, not the last ones I had had yellow eyes. Now, and you're trolling five miles an hour down that lake. I totally cannot believe the fact that those fish yeah, has orange eyes or yellow eyes. Now, some people still believe that, you know, but I can't. I I cannot relate to that. I I just can't. Look, <laughs> there's fins painted on the side of my lure. It looks great when you're looking at them. All these paint jobs people are doing, beautiful. But man, when you drop it in the water, you're cranking through murky water at 4.5 or something miles an hour drilling down a lake. You can't see this, man. I'm not even convinced that the you know, color patterns can even be noticed. And I'm I'm not talking like comparing a white bait versus a black bait. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about if you have browns and yellows, you any arrangement, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I don't know if that even makes a difference. I don't know if, you know, oh, this bait has the same base colors, but a gold scale versus a silver scale. I don't know if that makes. I'm not convinced yeah. it does. Remember I always say the paint. The paint catches the fishermen, and the and the baits action yeah. catches yeah. the and fish. I'm, I'm yeah. a painter. I I, yeah. I paint yeah. these, but like I said, you know, I can go right back to what I said ten minutes ago. I it, that's the bait I want to see when I reel it in. Mm. It's the one I want to look yeah. at. Comes back to confidence and what's worked that's when with I you. Change. That's when I change. If I'm throwing a walleye rafter and I haven't had a hit in a while, and I've looked at it for two hours, like I'm tired of looking at that walleye rafter, and there's not a musky wrapped around its, you know, yeah, it, 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 you know, it's not wrapped around the face of a musky. So maybe I grab a chartreuse with black dots, throw it a little bit, so I'm tired of looking at it. Yeah, so Todd, what you're saying is you're not changing for the fish, you're changing for you. Changing for me, because the bait's getting down there. I don't think it's, you know, I get to see with guiding. You just hand the baits off and you do your thing. I just want to see the bait worked to the depth and the way I want it worked. You know, not dragging weeds up every cast and stuff like that. And the guys that do it, even this year, it's been a grind for us. We talked about that, but... You know, the guys that work the base are getting action. I know I can do it. I just don't fish. But, you know, I watch guys, and sometimes they're a little overboard with their, I mean, like, if you're erratic, you're going to get spit. And I look at it, oh, he's really erratic. <laughs> and, then, mm-hmm. and, then, and then I watch the bait one, but yeah, but he's going to get hit. The guy got three the other day on the swimmer. And his buddy didn't catch any. I said, watch what he's doing. It's reaction strikes, man. They're they're not. You, I mean, he was like setting the hook. He would cast it out, let it sink for five seconds, and do like a hook set. Let it sink for three seconds and do a hook set. I didn't think he could keep up the pace. He was an older guy, but he did. And he he went three for four. <laughs> I as I was watching it because I was going to say, okay, now I told you to be erratic. That's a little too much. I was thinking that in my head, but I was watching the bait. Like, eh, he's going to get bit. And he got bit once, twice, three, four times. <laughs> then he couldn't walk the next day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he hasn't called back. I know that. <laughs> uh, he says, I'll never do that again. But yeah, that, that's just it. So, Gear Man, just keep going. Yeah. Keep hammering. Well, you know, as much as fish. For a long time, I don't do the frequency you guys do. You know, if I, if I get like ten trips a year, I'm doing great. But I can't, like, I don't know what it is. Again, I think it's the bass mentality so ingrained in me. It's so hard for me to say I'm just going to take one rod. But next time, this is what I'm going to do. It's an experiment. Next time I go up there, I'm taking one dang rod and like one or two lures, and that's it. That's my day. And if I have similar success that I usually have up there. And I probably will start selling stuff because that would make my <laughs> wife very happy. It would clean out some room. So, well, less time packing and getting ready and yeah, strategizing. Well, the day before, I'm stringing up like all my rods, put the leaders on, everything, you know, everything's coordinated. Yeah, I'm just going to throw yeah. one like rod that's already rigged in the back of the, the uh, SUV, my two lures, both keys, and that's it. Now, now, Steve. I found out something about you a couple weeks ago that I don't think Todd and Vance know. Okay. Todd and Vance, when you get done fishing, what do you do with your rod? Throw them Me? right back in storage. Puts them in storage. Todd, what do you put? What do you do with oh. your rod? 
I just it's they're landing the boat. Okay. Uh, mine, mine probably lay in the boat or lean up against something. Uh, Steve, what do you do with your rod and reel? Tell me, retie. Like I cut the leader. Yeah. Wind it up. Take the reel off. Wash the reel down with a Q-tip. Wash the rod down. Every guide, handle, everything back in its rack. Reel goes in a box. Organized on a shelf. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's You're insane. spending a lot of time organizing. Yeah. Well, here's I, the, I do that. I do that in November. I do do that in November. I take it off, wash the rod. Ben said something the other day, early, earlier in the podcast. He's like, Todd, do you wash your Yeah, I do in the winter. I take the leader off and wipe it down with like oil and stuff and clean it up. But on the, honestly, that was done like in November. The, the, that's, that, that's a sign of weakness. For another five more months, yeah. That's a sign of weakness. That's when the fishing's getting good. It's when you're going out and hammering it in freezing weather. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's that. That's giving up. That's throwing in the <laughs> towel. <laughs> Love it. Well, but see, for me, you know, I, I get very few trips. So, you know, getting the gear ready the night before is like trip one. The actual fishing yeah. day. And then cleaning it all, putting it away and organizing it. So I kind of extend that that's what it is if you I can, that, man if you take you guys did I'd probably do the same <laughs> if you <laughs> take if you take all that if you just take one rod you can you know you got a whole other eight hours to negotiate you could probably extend your trip get a whole eight, another eight hours in doing something with the family and you know you could probably get a, another what? whole day of fishing in I'm telling you buddy you guys might have just changed my whole philosophy man <laughs> sometimes I'll leave that leader you, man my leader will come in like an L. <laughs> I'll be like, I think this thing's got a couple more fish on it. <laughs> I mean, let me see if the, it's still working the bait good. All right, yeah. You know, I don't feel like retiring. Are, are you so one of those just, guys yeah. that when the gaslight comes on in your truck, you're like, I'll make the next exit? I am, but, you know, <laughs> look, you can't dog on me about, you know, the leader and stuff when you fish without with barbless, you just cut trebles <laughs> off and... And keep going. Hey, I'm not the one that had like a size eight treble on that one raptor. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Even though I was the guy that put it on and handed yeah. it to you minutes before. <laughs> oh, bad joke. Bad joke. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll just I'll I'll, I'll keep I, you know unless there's a glob of weeds and stuff on my reel and stuff you know I won't I'll flip it over, clean it out, blow on it, and put some oil to yeah. it and just. Keep going. Dunk it. And, I, and I, the whole time I'm doing that, I'm like, man, I bet you I could have caught one on that while I was messing around with this dang That's thing. That's not efficient. I bet. <laughs> Just keep going. I, I, I mean, I, I change my leaders often. You know, I see a little wear in a leader of kink. I mean, I make 500 of them every year, so I just... I, I, I don't monkey around there. That's where you're going to lose the fish. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I change them. Maybe once a week, I'm like, okay, i got to put a drip of oil on all these. And I just put a little drip of oil on the on the level line. And uh, I'll clean them in the fall. So, <laughs> Steve, how many rods do you have that you're going to be putting on flea market? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, geez, I probably have 14 musky rods. What? And you don't troll. And you don't well, troll. And you here's, don't well, troll. here's the thing. That, that doesn't include trolling. I do have trolling rods. I got about nine trolling rods, but I don't troll. They're just kind of there because. Oh my god! 
I had to round out the collection, of course. Now you got rod holders. I hooked you up with rod holders. You're not trolling yet? No, nah, not yet. I'm going to get into it. Now that I got the rod holders, it's kind of a motivator. Man, it's so, uh, Man you should so see bad. how we treat those rod holders. I freaking <laughs> yank them out of that track. I throw them into the bin. They're clanking around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> trolling is way more involved than casting when you get into it. Well, way more. 20 times more. Yeah. When you're casting, you pull in, whether you're pulling in open water like a St. Clair or, you know, an open water point, you're throwing the bait, you're trying to do something with that bait. Mm -hmm. There's only so much you can do with it. You know, one bait, you're, when you're, you know, trolling, it, it, it gets a hard knock. I, I get bored with it, but we catch a ton of fish trolling. Mm -hmm. But it is so much more scientific. A lot of these guys that are anti-trolling, they don't... They, they've never put the time in to understand, you know. And I hear every day when I'm out here, so how deep is that lure going to go? How deep do you want it to go? I can let 15 feet of line out, and it's only down there four feet. Or I can let 90 feet of line out, and it's down 12 feet. And the best is when learning, you, you can... Learning all that yeah. and putting all the staging, all your base, knowing, I mean, it takes way more knowledge, yeah. way more, to be a good troller. And to be a good caster, and I'm a caster. I'd rather just win there and pound on his wheat. But the, the guys that catch the serious numbers of fish trolling are thinking the whole entire time. Mm -hmm. You know, staging their spread. You know, you're running six rods. Boom! You see this one get hit. Okay, that lure is running this deep because I had this amount of line up. And 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 that's what a lot of people don't understand. You know. You know, I, I've caught them on legend perch baits that I can get down 20 feet if I let out 120 feet of line. I've caught them on legend perch baits when I was running 10 feet on a down rod, and it's Rick Lad's boat. Mm -hmm. But the amount of line you let out and all that stuff you're doing, it's a thing. I mean, it's a, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to be good at that. <laughs> Than to sit there and throw a bait, and I'm a sit there and throw the bait type guy. Believe me. <laughs> well, see, that, that that's my stereotypical ignorance to trolling. That's why I got to get into it because of my obsessive nature. I'm gonna, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna develop dive charts based on yeah. diameter of line and all that stuff. Yeah, I just you change your line. You check, you know, you're using the pen reel, and you know, people are like, "Okay, I'm letting up 40 feet of line. Well, how much line's on your spool?" You're not spooled. Andy's brought that up to me. You know, a couple of my down rods that don't have to, you know, they're not filled the whole way. Well, that's not letting out near as much line as the same reel that's filled. Mm -hmm. So there is a difference there. You know, it might say 35, but it might be at 40. Mm -hmm. So is, is that the difference? That bait's just down there, that extra foot. But there's sometimes you can start relating that stuff mm -hmm. uh, while you're trolling, and you can repeat the process. You get a hit. Okay, boy, I had that one sucked down there near the bottom. You know, I'm trolling the south end of Chautauqua, and I have a box shed out at, you know, 60 feet on my down, on, on a, in, in the water. And I know that thing's down there, and I get a hit on that. Then I get another hit. Then I punch another one down there. Then I get a hit over there. Then you get, a, you know. You might really get into it's, it. It's the short line stuff, you know. My daughter's big fish was caught with, I can't remember, with 12 or 15. I don't know which rod I had at 12, which one I had at 15, but. It probably yeah, didn't matter on the depth. That three-foot no, 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 that three-foot line wouldn't have made any difference. We'll put it this way. It was right behind the freaking boat because when the fish jumped, <laughs> it was right behind the boat. We watched it. It almost, 
looked like he was trying to jump in the boat, you know. But that, you know, that 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 that's the thing. A lot of people want to fish too too deep. Also, you know, I think that's the big thing with trolling. Everybody that I take is new to the sport, and I start letting lines out. Like you didn't let that out that far. You know, I go trolling. I well, I let it way out there. They're afraid of the boat. They're afraid. No, 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 no. Even in St. Clair, all those fish that, you know, Dale, who's talking about Dale going up there, he got to, they got the 51 and a half, they got the 50. They were all on boat rods using the Project Exit, 49, 48. He said that they, they, were, they were killing on that rod right behind the boat. And I can tell you this, uh, you know, the times I've been there, you think of that big clear water and everybody's using fluorocarbon leaders and, uh, and, and mono line and stuff like that. Now, I'm not an expert on St. Clair by any means, but, you know, we've got <clears throat> my buddy Nick got a 53. We got a 50. Oh, I've got lots. We, you know, we've had lots over 50. But uh, the majority of them came on the boat rod on a short line, coming right up behind the boat and grabbing, you know, 20 feet of line on a, on a, on a right behind the motor. Hey Steve, that, that that's the stuff that makes trolling trolling's way more involved than uh, than the casting. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely, Steve. Just from what I kind of know about you, I think you'd have a lot of fun trolling. I know, yeah, because you know you you said it right there with your dive charts. You got to know how deep each bait's yeah. going. Anything can happen if you put a good trolling day, and it's really fun to figure out. If you really get into them, you know. and I'll give you a little background again of, um, I guess my hesitancy to get into trolling. When we were fishing up there once, we were going from one spot to the other, and I was with my uncle. I said, "Let's just let our lines out, stick them in the holders. We'll troll over there nice and leisurely." So I see on the chart there on my graph, like fish down twenty five feet. So I, I had a, a depth rated on. So I, I don't know what I let out. Who knows? Hundred feet of line. And no more than, you know, two minutes later, my rod goes off. So I set the hook, you feel the fish. Well, it, there's so much line out there. By the time I brought the fish in, there was like no fight. It was kind of, and I remember thinking, boy, this was so, like the, the fight was anticlimactic. It, you know, again, it just kind of soured me, and there was no science to it. So the whole thing was, oh, this is how easy trolling is. But again, it was so dumb luck that if I tried to repeat it, I'd be out there for 10 hours. So it kind of like, it soured me, like, man, where was the accomplishment, where was the fight, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, now that I'm getting at the point where, particularly like with my father, he's never caught a musk, but he's 72, and he's just not casting all day, you know. So I want to get him a fish, and I got my girls. I said, well, how are you going to get them involved? And I know we talked about this before. Like, trolling seems to be the way to pique their interest, get them fish, and do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, you're right. I, being that my... Uh, Engineering background is going to take over, and I'm going to get obsessed. I just know how I am. So oh, you yeah. will, because it's easy. I mean, the, the trolling boggles my mind even now when I'm out there doing it. I'm going to let a little more line on this one. I'm going to keep this one in. This one, if I let out this much, that bait's going to be down there. Is it a shad bait? Is it a big bait? Is it a, you know, whatever. Oh, and it's and, and, and working at all that. And going back to the kid thing, I mean, I mean, I've caught, we've, you know, we've, Obviously, when guys show up with an eight and a nine year old, trolling is going to be a way to put a fish in the boat for them. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's just it. My daughter is not ready to cast a baitcaster, you know. Uh, but she, she, she's, she's involved to the point where, since she cut that real big one, we went out another day, and she, I, I let her pick the lures. I'm like, okay, pick one out of this box, and I have like maybe a box of the, you know, uh, boss shads, and then I have a box of bakers. She'll pick one out of that. She'll pick this bait, that bait. She always wants her gold wily out there, and uh, you know, so I let her pick the bait. I let it out and everything, but we, the, we went back out there a couple of weeks ago. You know, I let the lines out. And I, you know, we were just, we just got started, you know. She's sitting there, the rod right beside her. This starts going out. She's like, Dad, stop the boat. I got one. I got one. I got one. You know, <laughs> I mean, she was on it. She knew. You know, she was all over it. And, you know, she's over there trying to get the rod. I grabbed, grabbed it out of the holder, handed it to her, and she caught, she caught it her third musky. Yeah. But she, you know, she knows. She already figured out the deal. Uh, yeah. it's a, I can't take her casting yet. She's not really cast. She, <laughs> she's forty-six inches. She weighs forty-five pounds. It's a yeah. little thing. It's a nice uh, fish. Uh, did Did you guys? A little bit of a change of subject. Did you see in the new Muskie Hunter that giant fish that little girl caught? Mm-hmm. It's in the front of the boat. Yeah, I mean, crazy. in the front of the magazine. Yeah, nuts. Todd, did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Okay, that was my shameless way of getting that in there. Love it. <laughs> in the front yeah. of Muskie Hunter, probably in the first dozen pages, mm. there's a picture of Kara and Todd mm. with that fish that's been brought up three times yeah. this time. And I'm like, we better mention that. Hey, and it's a, and it's a rush, you know, when those when those lines start ripping drag and stuff. I mean, it's don't it, make me tell the it Connie gets Lake exciting. Story. I, yeah, I mean, you know, Andy's caught muskies this year. And he's brought up that dang Conneaut Lake pike foul hook more than he's talked about, you know, like the 45 that him and his buddy caught and, and all that stuff. Do you want to hear it again? No. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, Andy, I listened to that podcast and I feel for you, buddy. They, they founded you on that. <laughs> oh. He, no. He didn't tell us. Yeah, he didn't tell us. I mean. I thought it was this giant story. Yeah, it was a you know, giant it leads story. It up. Podcast, podcast, podcast. <laughs> you know, all week he's ta- he's talking about this, and then you know when it come, it, it we were just like, oh my god! You said you were gonna leave. Devastating. <laughs> it was. I agree with you. <laughs> well, the great part about it though, he skips over it, but he can preach today to build the suspense on it. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. He told her like he gave like a fishing report, and he just skipped it. And I think I was. Vance and I are talking about it behind his, you know, like behind my back. I don't know what to say, man. Yeah. He he has a story. Something big happened. We were like, uh, we were like, he called, he called Dale. I don't know what it was. He called Dale. He called Dale. Yeah, he's like, I, I was talking to Dale, and I was like, oh my god, I hope. But what fish pulls twenty feet of line instantly? A foul hooked pike. But you didn't guess it. <laughs> anything foul hooked. I mean pike. anything foul hooked like that or a giant fish. What do you think I thought I had on? Oh my god. <laughs> well you know, and the best part is when you you're listening to it as a listener. And Andy tells this story. 
stuff but you got that fish it's been years since i've caught uh, you know an esox trolling yeah you know we, we we pulled in 32 pounds of walleye which was only four fish on erie last sunday me and me and vance went out and it was just like net it and we're like oh that's a small one we lay it in the bottom of the boat we're like that's big and yeah <laughs> we just nonchalantly just he's like okay hold it and then he takes his needle nose pliers and cracks it in the back of the head yeah. and we lob it in the cooler and it's like when's the next one coming yeah and this pike literally changed my like it, it excited me to to do a little more trolling and so it's more than just like this giant goose egg of a story it's we were catching giant <laughs> we caught four giant walleyes yeah we were reeling them in we we're like we put them in the net we're like yep that's big we yeah. weren't even excited. <laughs> we just <laughs> remember that ten, that nine pounder you got. You're yeah. like, you think there's a fish on that rod? And I'm like, yeah, I think there is. It yeah. was on a board, and you just pick it up and you reel like, it. Yeah, here it is. You know, two hundred feet later. Drag. Yeah, it's it's just totally different. I took my nephew up there when he was about ten, and he oh the only thing he really ever fished for was musky, and uh, we went up there and. You know, letting all the lines out using dips. He's like, Trevor, reel that in. There's a fish on there. He would look at me, reeled in, reeled in. <laughs> he kept reeling all the fish in. And uh, he's like, well, Todd, this is really crazy. But I don't know how you know when there's a fish on there. I mean, monkey, <laughs> monkey fishing's really easy. It just goes, you know. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so it's just... That that ignited a fire, and it's just so great that Gear Man's like, yeah, I'm kind of like at a loss of what I want to do, and I can now kind of have this enthusiasm in my voice to say, that was really cool when that rod just went off burning line. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, that's a rush. I'm, Anybody that thinks the trolling's easy, they just haven't spent, you know, they haven't spent the time doing it. There's no doubt about it. You know, it's it's. Way more thinking. Now they go out and troll. You're going to go out and drive around and make a tour around the lake and you catch a fish here, catch a fish there. Yeah. That is easy. It is a boat ride. But these guys that are catching them and crushing the fish trolling, mm-hmm. they're doing a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> way more thinking than we're doing when I say, okay, let's cast along this weed edge. Yeah. It, it's it really, what it kind of comes down to is you can relate it to casting in that there are some guys that are just lobbing baits to lob baits and then those are the guys that are then versus the guys that are slinging them trying to hit this pocket trying to hit here yep. timing the drift to see you know and i'm not an expert caster but when i get out i try to work hard i will see where the rings are where the last i try to time my cast lengths now there's times i like to play around and horse or you know just screw around see how far i can cast this and that but when i'm serious I'll make a cast that when I get it in, I can see the rings on where I last cast. And I can time a drift where I'm like, this is just giant weeds. I'm going to go boom, boom. So like every 10 feet, my bait's hitting Mm -hmm. and I can keep going. And that's, you know, again, I'm also, when I have guys in my boat, generally it's either you, Todd, or I guess this kind of goes with somebody else. That's just like, (laughs) and some of those guys know how to fish. Some of them don't. And they're the ones that are just, just out there throwing around, doing this mm-hmm. and that. 
I tend to have more success than them. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. and it that can go to trolling. If you just say it's time to eat a sandwich and you throw two baits out the back of the boat, yeah. Could you hook up with a giant? Absolutely. Just like oh, the yeah. kid with the with a minnow or a worm on the bottom trying yeah. to catch a perch could could yeah. hook up into one. Yeah. But how many guys catch up on the tuning? Forty pound fish with a worm. Every spring. You see him you, you see him every year. Yeah, it can't happen. Good luck repeating that process. But mm-hmm. you know, that's that, that's the, that's the difference. And then you know, Vance gets to see it with you know, this year, his first year of guiding. You know, I can sit there and you can say, "Look right at the front of the boat. Do you have your polarized on? Yeah. Can you see that reddish color over there? Yeah. That's those are the high weeds. We're trying to cast along the edge. I can sit there when I'm fishing and I just bomb them right there. Boom, boom, boom." I can say that, and they're like, oh, yeah, I see that. And the cast goes out, and I'm watching it fly through the air. I'm like, okay, he's 20 feet too far. Yeah. Or splash right into the solid wheat. Mm-hmm. So that, <laughs> that, then it comes down to me being the guide where I can watch what the guys are doing. So I'll position the boat. I don't even turn my, my screen on up front anymore, hardly ever, because... You know, people are looking. It's like, oh, there's nothing here. I was like, no, there's nothing here because we're, we're you're throwing towards it right now. Because if I take you in where you should be, you're going to bomb one off the of the boat, and we're not going to fish for five minutes. <laughs> you're going to be dragging a swimmer through milfoil that's matted at the surface. You know, <laughs> so I, I just don't let them see that, and I just try to do that with the boat position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and something else that's, that's kind of interesting is that, and I'm kind of going to swing this back to the walleye trip because this was really funny. We brought it up a couple times when we were on Vance's boat. We took it way out on Erie, but anyways, mm-hmm. um, you, I, I tend to rely a lot more on my electronics when I'm trolling, more more the map feature, just because you know, I, I like to go around the lake, mark the, like the 12 foot drop, and it gives me like a don't go in here, mm-hmm. even though I did it like three times when I went to Conneaut Lake. Don't go in here and all the rods go off because <laughs> yeah. I'm in an inch <laughs> of water. That's why I put that mark there. Yeah. yeah. but So, and, and this is kind of like one of them roundabout things. When I was fishing with Vance and we were trolling on Erie, we were out probably, what, seven to nine miles yeah. away out in the lake. Mm-hmm. And there were, we weren't like, combat fishing but we were there were a couple boats there were hours that we never looked in front of the boat I, and i'm not just kidding it's like i look up in front i'm like somebody's we, looking at the depth finder and then somebody had the back yeah. to the bow and is looking at the rod looking at the rods the person running the boats looking at the depth finder and looking back looking at rod tips we never looked forward a couple i were like i haven't looked forward and you're like there's a boat right there i can tell you this but when i'm guiding i'm always paying attention just gonna throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you also weren't into what a, a two thousand yeah. square mile lake or something. Yeah, you do get sucked into those that you know that screen. You really do. I mean, and and, and the and the joke was I, I and again I'm just trying to bring up some of the funny points. And I didn't tell Todd this. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you told Todd this. We were out in like at one point eighty foot of water, and all the marks were like between twenty and thirty feet. Mm-hmm. And you know we we had we had the, the whole all the everything covered. I finally, after like hours of not catching, we picked them up here and there. I'm like Vance, is your depth finder on demo mode? 
<laughs> I'm like, it is not on demo mode. I was really, I was, I was taken back. Because there were marks. There wasn't a time where the screen was clear of marks. Yeah. There had to have been six trillion fish under the boat in the six or seven hours we fished. I had to like Google it to like look up how to see if it was demo mode or not. <laughs> there were, I mean, there were everywhere. I mean, some occasionally you get the mark down at 70 feet that was huge. I had this dipsy way down there in yeah. case that was some nothing. We had some stuff up high and it was just yeah. randomly getting one here and there, but it was incredible. Was advanced. Was this... What's that? Was the fish up high, do you think they were steelhead? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had. Yeah. I had everything, you know, spoon harnesses, spoons, crankbaits, worm harnesses. Those musky worm harnesses worked. <laughs> they got us did too. You catch any, oh, yeah, did you catch any on the big musky worm harnesses? Yes. Half the fish came yeah. on them. Yeah. I mean, there were so many worms on those things. <laughs> what did I call the one? Vance put worms on the one. Essentially, it was like a number eight willow. It was a, literally a musky blade. <laughs> he, he put so many worms, I called it the meat curtain. The meat curtain, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It worked. It did. It worked. You got one on the meat dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but That'd be an expansion of the fatty line coming, huh? Oh gosh, the meat curtain. <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun to make those, and then you know the thing is, you know, I also didn't put out any smaller harnesses. We only had out the big <laughs> ones. Just, <laughs> yeah, they were giant. <laughs> but. Yeah, so I mean, Steve, I I would definitely look into it. You got that kicker well, on that boat. What are you gonna do with it? Well, and again, now that I have the rod holders and the rails, you hooked me up with. I, I, it it just has. I just got to get into it. I just hope my obsession doesn't take over and I end up with you know seventeen rod holders on this thing. <laughs> hey, you need at least six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm tempering. I'm gonna temper to the. Two I have, and maybe expand to four. I got to control this, man. I saw I saw a picture. I brought it up to Andy the one time on uh, oh, it was like a month ago when Wisconsin are open. You know, Wisconsin opener. It was like I'm ready to go for tomorrow. And you know, this guy had like nine rods laid out with different, and he was he was going casting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I remember Andy. I brought it up to you. It's like I I cannot. I just can't relate to that. It's it's difficult. <laughs> I can't <laughs> relate at all. See, I could totally, you know, I could totally relate to that. I'd be like yeah, only nine. Only nine. nine. <laughs> you can't hit Rookie. double digits. Like, Rookie. Way too many <laughs> well, yeah, and, I don't know. And Andy's seen my boat. It's a little boat. Okay. It's a 14-footer with, like, a console. And to store the rods, I have a milk crate with PVC pipes uh, around the perimeter so I can fit up to 12 rods. If I'm going myself, I'll have 12 rods sticking vertically out of this thing and each kind of uh, specific to the lure I want to use with it. And you're going cast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'll use every one. Yeah. I mean, I'll, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> you invite me on your boat to go casting. I'm going to bring a rod. You invite me on your boat to go casting, Steve. I'm going to purposely sidearm cast and wipe all of them rods out. Mm-hmm. Well, At least know, twice. If I, anybody, if I take anybody fishing with me, that's the ground rules. And I say, <laughs> okay, here's the deal. 
<laughs> but now, see, I cast left-handed, and most people I fish with cast right. So what I'll do is I'll set up the way we go or our drift so that we're casting to the target. I'm casting with my left hand out of the back of the boat. They're casting to the right hand out of the front. Mm-hmm. So you could sidearm it. So I have to constantly set it up so that someone's not wiping out, you know, a couple thousand dollars worth of equipment in one fell swoop. <laughs> a couple thousand, I mean, probably tens of thousands, knowing some of the stuff that you've said to me. <laughs> yeah, if I'm bass fishing, yeah, yeah, you're, you're high-ending it. But the uh, musky rods aren't as much, fortunately. And they can take a little bit more of a licking. So if a, a certain I, lure gets caught into them, they don't, they don't break it. I got a question. You know, I, I, I've never got big... My bass fishing essentially was um, spinner baits, just safety pin spinner baits, because that was easy to work. And I see these guys throwing crank baits and crap like that. Why doesn't anybody troll for these big large mouths? You'll see them casting over in 25 foot of water. You know, some YouTube video, they catch a 15 pounder in California. I'm like... Why don't you put four rods out there and pull those crankbaits over those flats? Mm-hmm. Do, do they troll well, for bass? Well, I'll, I'll give you, the reason, number one, like, they don't allow trolling in tournaments. So bass fishing is very geared towards what people see on TV in tournament fishing. Okay, so they don't, they don't uh, troll in the tournament, so a lot of the equipment's not geared towards. But if you ever heard of a guy named Buck Perry? Spoon yeah. plug. That's all he did. He just he dragged a spoon plug all around structure. He has a whole philosophy on it, a uh, whole theory on where they're at. And that guy used to clean house. He'd go to these lakes that people say, uh, you know, oh, it's all fished out because these guys are hitting the weed lines. And he'd, he'd be in the middle of summer and bring in like a 25-pound bag of five fish. <laughs> and they troll. So, yeah, trolling's viable. Um, but, again, it's just not – it's just never seen in the whole approach – is just, you know, the big decks and the multiple rods and the casting and the... Optimax. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry? In the Optimax. Optimax, yeah. VMAX. It's got to be loud. Yeah. I caught my biggest bass trolling accidentally. They'll hit it. They'll do it. Little side size five shad rat. <laughs> <laughs> Black and silver. Giving away all your secrets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Small mouth. Well, I will say one thing. There was a technique called long line that became popular. Where it was, I thought it was odd, but the guy would cast out with his bail open, go, you know, with his trolling motor like 60 yards away, and then crank in this crankbait that's supposed to go down. And I'm thinking, he could easily just troll that the whole way, you know, but it would mm-hmm. roll the cast to retrieve. You cast, open the bail. Mm-hmm go so far, close the bail, and then crank it in. So, it's just, it, it, I mean, again, I'm sure there's guys who do it, but Perry made it famous when he did it, but it's just not part of the culture. Yeah. So I wouldn't take the time to do that long line. That just seems like a lot of work for one cast. Well, and again, I don't know if it was a way these guys got around in tournaments. Again, you're not allowed to troll, but to try to reach some of these depths and cover this, you know, Maybe you throw on the end, there's a 25-foot weed line that's uh, 100 yards shot. long. Drop instead of shot. making multiple casts and only hitting the strike zone, because it takes a while for a 25-foot uh, uh, diving bait to get to that strike zone, and then it's on its way back up. Maybe it's just the way they kind of get around it. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know why it was popularized or what. To keep uh, the bait down there longer for a longer time. Right. You know, I mean, you know, we just went through that in north, northern Wisconsin where now they legalize trolling. But before, you know, that was something I've seen on the thread and heard people talking about. It's like, 
you know, so what's the difference if you put, you know, three big suckers out the back of your boat while you're dragging along the trolling motor and casting? And, you know, I, I've been there. I've, 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 I've seen it happen. In, in, in the, like pre-fishing in the tournaments, you see these fish people are catching, but they got it on a sucker because it was pre-fishing. You were allowed to do it. And all these fish we were seeing would come on suckers while they're casting and pulling along, throwing baits. That's trolling. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's trolling. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. You know, you're dragging baits around. Probably they're, they're live baits. That's the only difference. What's in a live bait? What's in, it is, it's, that's, that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, what have you learned today, Gear Man? Well, I learned that uh, I suck at musky fishing on Lake St. Clair. I know that. <laughs> I learned that I probably have uh, 14 too many rods <laughs> and about uh, 300 too many lures. So, but this would be nice because if I sell all this, I might have enough to pay for one of my daughters' first year of college. This might be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Or a whole new set of custom... Fishing sticks, trolling rods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm too... I, I, I got to resist this trolling thing because I know what's going to happen. It's coming. Yeah. So. Why Why resist it? What's that? Why resist it? It's the dark side. I could, again, I, I got an obsessive compulsive uh, Use your nature fear. when it comes to this stuff. It's just, I'm not going to be happy with the Cheap reel, uh, uh, line counting reels, the, the cheap uh, trolling rods that I have. I'm, yeah, I'll go custom and I'll have like 12 foot trolling rods and all this goofy stuff. I know. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You'll probably Andy's do like. Seen, what's that talk? Have you seen some of my $75 Kumas? I have the. They're nice. They're not even uh, nickel anymore. They're like, they're, they're wore down to the brass. They, they have a patina almost similar to, like, petrified wood. Mm. It's, it's yeah. just, like, weathered. And, and, and the rods, the I have the same two down rods. I, I, I use all St. Croix, except for my two down rods. I was with All-Star. Um, senior, uh, when, I can't remember when that happened. Maybe 2001, 2000, 2001. So I have these two... Down rods, I just keep using. I'm, I'm not going to change them. Let's see how long it takes till they break or something. No, these are the ones that don't have any cork on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the same ones don't have any cork, but the reels are the same. I mean, they just keep, they just keep reeling in. Well, there's cork on them. It's got a great grip. Hmm. Yeah, because it's like really coarse. It, it's almost like <laughs> grabbing a handful of pea gravel. It's like it has good grip. Yeah. We catch them on them all the time. My daughter reeled it in on that little rod. I, it's nice when she gets it on those. She's been lucky. She would keep catching them on those short little down rods that are not that heavy, you know. I get it on the 8.6 out the side. Uh, that, that's going to be a little harder for her, her to handle. 8.6, that's like over double her height. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She has a hard time reeling those in. Or a planer board. I, I never put planer boards out. She's she's there. I know she's not going to be able to reel those in. But, uh, nice. 
mm-hmm. because it, it was a it, it, the story goes this was a stripped off dad and his son fishing. Well, the dad's like sitting in the middle of the boat. He's not fishing, half-heartedly in and out kind of stuff. And the son, the twelve-year-old son's at it, putting in his dues. A fish comes in after the twelve-year-old son's bait. He goes in his first turn of the turn on uh, the eight. The dad dunks his lure into the uh, water. The fish diverts away from the kid's bait. It's the dad's bait. Okay, so he totally stole this fish off his son. <laughs> he catches it. He's all excited. Well, the guy refused to take a picture with him. He said, no, I'm not taking the picture. What you did to your oh, son's disgraceful. <laughs> and then oh it ensued into a big argument. He went straight back to the dock, kicked him off. He said, forget it. I, I, you know, I feel bad for yeah. son having a dad like you. And it was a whole ordeal. And I'm thinking, holy cow, this, man, these stories got to happen all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I've never let it get to that point. I had people on board that I knew, if I'm looking at the clock at 10 o'clock a.m., and I never going until 5, I'm like, this is going to be a long day. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And that does happen sometimes. You know, people are like, oh, you know. But I I try to wean the people. You know, I I try to, I sort of interview everybody when they call Mm. to see where they're coming from. Mm. You know, what experience, what you know? What you know? I, I want them to get to uh, understand the realistic part of what we're doing here. You know, they're looking at the website and they're like, "Well, I mean, I, I've had people say, well, what's like the average fish you catch? Like 50? <laughs> I'm like, "What? Fifty? <laughs> There's like ten of them on the, on our pictures. You know? I mean, it's a, no, 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 no. This fish are nowhere near that. You know." And some guys will be like, well, maybe I'll be more happy with a 45 than I think I will be. I'm like, yeah, I think you will. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, I, and, and, and if they're talking like, you know, we got a two hour, you know, I want to do a half day. But if we go out and the muskies aren't fighting, we would take it fishing for bass or fishing for something else. I pass them off to other guides, you know. So here's a guy that will take you out and do a multi-species trip. I try to give people the realistic point of it and tell them, you know, we average a few fish a day. That's what we average. And that's not a half day, a few fish in a full day. But, you know, when we're casting, I mean, it takes it, the casting's easier on me. When, when I take guys trolling, they're sitting there looking at me, and I'm cleaning rods, and I'm looking at them. It's all at me at that point. But when you take the guys casting, you know, and I, I tell them, you know, pause that bait. Make sure you do something with the boat. I don't care if it's a figure eight or a circle, something. Do something. And you say it. You say it. I'll say it two or three times. And I feel like I'm preaching to them, and I don't want to do that. And then, you know, when they reel in, they lift the bait up out of the water, and a fish comes flying up out of there. I'm like, I wish I had that opportunity. Yeah. I wish I was casting right there, because I would have had an opportunity to catch that fish. So it sort of comes out of your hands at that point. But I want them to all catch fish. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, some guys, I don't know if I've ever had a guy come on my boat and catch one on one of the baits he's brought. I don't think really? it's ever happened. No, I don't think it's ever happened. Hmm. You've never had, you just never had a client who's stubborn as me then. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I've had guys bring them, you yeah. know, and, uh, I've had guys catch them on trolling baits. They're like, we can't catch anything trolling. And I'll put a, 
you know, I'll put one of Dale's plugs out or something, and I look, and, you know, the eye screw jacked to the side, the hooks are all jacked up, and they're like, I put it in the water, I'm like, how are you trolling this thing? It's going at a 45-degree angle. You've got to tune the bait, you know? And I sat there out here a couple of years ago. It was actually the day I got that really big one. And and we were going to go trolling, and they're like, oh, we got this. I was like, oh, great. There's, you know, you got a perch bait at this. And I, I let them out. They weren't even going anywhere. They were all just all jacked up. And I spent about a half hour tuning bait. I was like, okay, now go trolling. <laughs> you, you have to learn how to use this stuff, you know. Uh, he's like, every time I troll, I get tangled. I'm like, no wonder. Yeah. It's <laughs> It's way back the whole left side of the boat, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. Every time you catch a fish, you got to look at that bait and make sure it ain't lined up. Not the dot, you know. Yeah, I said, I, I give you guys all the credit in the world. And when I first went with my first guy, I was like, oh, this is cheating. This is, uh, you know, it's a whole ordeal with me mentally. I think I talked about that before, too. But as I've gone more and more, you know, I kind of, you really value the experience and the expertise and what they have to offer. It's more of like a learning experience, and I think it's a good thing, you know. You know I'm still stubborn on what I'm going to do in some aspects, but I just, yeah. uh, you know, what you guys do, I, it, it, it's very helpful to those who want to learn, but again, I, I don't, I was always amazed that you could deal with some of these personalities, because it's like you got to spend the whole day with somebody who might just not mess with you, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens occasionally. There's no doubt. I mean, I know it's happened to Vance a little bit already. But, you know, the, here's the thing that I tell people, you know, when they start asking questions, I'm like, look, guys, here's the thing. This is my business. I know you, you're paying me to take you fishing today. And believe me, I know you want to catch fish because you put the money out. But there's one person. I want you to catch fish more than you do because it's my business. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to go home and tell people. I want you to book another trip. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want you to catch more than more than you do. And I don't know if you can, you know, you can relate to that. But I mean, that, that, that that's true. I have more expectations on myself as to what we're doing than what the person's coming with me has. You know, and, and you know, I, I had a slow day the other day, and the guy was like, "Aren't you trolling too fast?" Have you ever caught one here? <laughs> I'm like, if I ever caught one here, I've caught like 500 muskies here in the last couple of years. <laughs> Believe me, I'm not taking you to shit spot. <laughs> you know, I mean, believe me, we're not catching them right now. These things aren't jumping in the boat. It's a tough, you know, we're, we're on a tough fight. But, you know, I'm not just, in Vance, you can, the same thing's happening. Yeah. With uh, with Vance already, and he's a year into it. We've had some long conversations. A like, year into it, and it's the toughest sea- fishing season I've ever experienced on Chautauqua. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah, I had a guy. I had a guy the the other day that didn't want his kid to wear a life jacket. You know, and I was like, no, because he was an experienced swimmer, little kid, experienced swimmer. Um. I was like, I, you have to. It's the law, you know. I'm yeah, not, it's twelve and under. You have I'm not to doing. Whatever. I'm not doing the trip without it. You know, you have to. 
that's just the just the way it is. I don't care if you're an experienced swimmer, especially at, at, at an age. You know, it was a body that just because it's, it, it's because it's a lot. The sheriff, mm-hmm. it, the sheriff did come over and there's sheriffs running all over our lake. You know, I mean, if you're 12 and under, you have to wear a life jacket. Yeah, that's the law. What kind of dad would like pass on? You know, it's like no, no, no. I don't want my kid wearing a helmet on a dirt bike. He, he's a <laughs> you know, it's like, it's just, yeah, you run into those personalities. You know, that's insane. You can wear flip flops, but put that helmet on. It yeah. happens. It <laughs> happens every 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 trip. But you just got to take it with a grain of salt, and I just say you got to keep going, guys. That's it. You know. I'm going to tell you what, I would not want to wear a life vest on days like today, yesterday, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Brutal out there. Just got to stay level-headed and keep going. It's a there's lot of fun. Many, I'll be honest. I mean, there's not that many trips like that. When I say I look at the clock, I've been doing this a long time, but very that happens occasionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some people you just don't hit it off with real good. But like I said, I deal with a lot of that on the phone before. Yeah. I just told somebody the other day, I was like, this trip, I don't think this trip is for you. The questions you're asking, <laughs> the stuff you're saying, I who, don't think you're ready. I, I don't think this is what you want to do. Who fillets them? Yeah. No, kind of what... Okay, now you, you, know, you clean the fish again. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you read? Did you read the website? <laughs> this is catch and release. Oh, we don't get to keep these fish. I said, you need to call one of the charters up in Lake Erie and go up there and catch some walleye. <laughs> I thought you, know, you were that, gonna. That, that's what you need. I thought you were gonna say when you do the phone interview, if if you think they're gonna be, you know, a little bit trying on your patience, you send them in advance. He does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he absolutely it, does. It's gonna get to that point. I have people working. I have an asterisk by a bunch of names. And a little book here. <laughs> he absolutely does. Like, Why wouldn't you? Time they're banned. <laughs> it's going to be Todd's putting his neck his his neck out there. Well, I would do it too if if I if I was having another you know another guy guiding. I'd give him the this... toughest stuff to see if see if he could handle it. Especially, you know, if I took this guy out and I, we really didn't go on. We had like an eight fish day. And then then I really put a big I circled it asterisk and like. <laughs> And you highlight yeah, it. This guy in my <laughs> Very funny. No, I don't do that. I would never do that in <laughs> uh, We're going to change Todd's name to Todd the Gravy Grabber. He just... I love no, this. <laughs> I would never do that to Vance. Every trip Vance has gotten is one that we couldn't do. I'm trying to do this for a living. Vance is uh, filling in between his real job and... Uh, Taking what I can't handle, and there's been a lot already, so that's good. Well, it's good to hear there's a lot of cordial fishermen out there that, yeah, yeah, never send Vance anybody that I didn't want to go with. But yeah. I can tell from some of the, I, I, my interview isn't as thorough. If I know I can't do it, and I know they're going Vance, I will admit that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring your fillet knife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever, call him. Vance caught a walleye last year. Go ahead, go see <laughs> 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 Love it. Well, 
this will be a great stopping point. We're an hour and 51 minutes. Yeah. It goes quick. So, uh, Fatty Z Musky products on Facebook, FattyZMusky.com, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Muddy Creek Fishing Guides on Facebook, Todd Young on Facebook, MCFishAndGuides.com. Check them out. Fish with Todd. If he doesn't get a good vibe with you, he's going to send you to Vance. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can ride in, in, in the Big Tiller. So, um... Uh, Steve, do your plug. Uh, my buddy S.H. Fish and Sticks. Again, he's uh, does custom work, and I have a feeling I'll be going to him for a custom trolling rod. So <laughs> does does he have a trade-in program? <laughs> I'm sorry? Does he have a trade-in program where you can give some musky rods you won't be using for trolling? I'm going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check. You, you guys might be able to own a custom rod. Watch Flea Market here in the coming months. <laughs> Yeah, you'll, if you see some goofy ten-and-a-half-foot spiral wrap rods, you know where they come from. Love it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, until next time, guys and girls, thanks for listening. Good luck fishing.